April 4th. Yeah, that's when it happened, April 4th. Uh-huh. We came to this country when we were both young. She died four weeks ago. Yes, sir, if you'd go on about the theft, please. Well, I thought I'd maybe go back to Chicago to live with one of my daughters. She asked me to come, and I thought I would, so I drew out the money. You took the money out of the bank? Yes, this morning. $5,200. It's what we'd saved. I couldn't leave it here in the bank if I was going to be in Chicago. Well, you could have had the money transferred, you know. I guess that's what I should have done, but it's too late now. Did you have the money when you left the bank? Uh, Yes. I rolled the bills up and put them here in my pocket. Uh, Here, this one on the left side. I kept my hand on the money, so I knew it was there. Well, what'd you do after you left the bank? Well, I was going home. I thought I'd walk home. I went down the street, and then I thought I'd stop for some coffee. I was all packed at my room, so I didn't want to make a mess. I thought I'd have a cup of coffee out. Mm-hmm. I went into the big market. They have a coffee counter there, and I went in and sat down. All the time, I kept my hand on the money. I could feel it through the pants. It was in my pocket. Yes, sir. I had the coffee, and then I went to go out of the market... As I walked through all the people, a box fell off a stack of boxes and almost hit me. I didn't think anything about it. Nobody was hurt. All the people in the market came over to me and asked if I was all right, but I said, yes, I was all right. Then I went out of the market. I got on the street when I remembered about the money, and it was gone. Now, it had been taken from you in the market, is that right? Yes, mister, it was in the market, I think. Well, let's get this straight. While you were in there, did anyone bump into you? I don't understand. I mean anyone jostle you, bump into you without reason. Mm, No. No, I don't remember it. Did anybody follow you from the bank to the market that you noticed? It was hard to tell, mister. There are a lot of people on the streets. It would be hard to tell if there was anyone. Yes, sir, I understand. But was there any one person you recall having seen this morning? One face that you might remember, maybe? No, mister. I I tried to think about it, but there's no one. I see. Do you think you'll get it back for me? Sir? The money. It makes a big difference. How's that? Before, when I had the money, I could go and live with my daughter. With the money, I could be independent. It'd be a different feeling. You understand, don't you? Yes, sir, I do. That's why it's so important you get the money back, so I can go live with my daughter. So I can do that. That's the only reason I trouble you. The only reason I have to ask you to find the man. That's the only reason I got That's a little different with us, sir. Huh? We've got another one. For the past several weeks, we've been getting reports of the existence of an organized gang of pickpockets working in Los Angeles. Contrary to most opinion, a pickpocket seldom works alone. Like everything else, it's gotten to be a highly specialized operation. Normally, there are several men to each team. The jug mob, who usually spends his time in banks looking for the victim. The shover, who pushes or bumps the victim so his money can be taken. And the wire, who does the actual pocket picking. In certain types of operation, the jug mob is replaced by the short who works streetcars and spots people who have large amounts of money. Under normal circumstances, a professional group of pickpockets can take approximately $5,000 a day out of a tip or a crowd. 11.47 a.m. We had the victim, Louis Bonning, look through the pictures of known pickpockets for a possible identification of the man who'd taken his money. He was unable to find anybody who looked familiar. We told him to go home, and we said that we'd be in touch with him. 12.35 p.m., Frank and I checked back into the office. They're rough one, huh? Yeah, they all come out that color, don't they? I sure hope we can do some good for them. Yeah, nice old guy. You want to get in touch with Slim Ramos? Let's go down and talk to him. He might be able to come up with something. Yeah, I'll get his number. i got to get a new book. This one's getting almost impossible to use. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. Number's all crossed out, you know, when they change the prefixes. Yeah. Sure made a mess out of my book. Here it is. 
Explode. Slim Ramos there? Hey, Slim, that's Frank Smith. Yeah. Good. Yeah, say Slim. Now, wait a minute. Now, the reason I called you, Joe and I, I'd like to come down and talk to you if it's okay. You gonna be there this afternoon? Uh-huh. No, nothing wrong. Just a couple of things we want to check over with you. Yeah. Okay. See around 2.30, huh? That all right? Yeah. Okay. No, I know where it is. Right. See you then. He's going to be in all afternoon. Said he'd be glad to see us. Good. Maybe he's got something we can use on this thing. Well, he'll lay it out for us if he has. Well, that's the one good thing about starting with nothing, isn't it? Yeah. We can only go one way. Twelve oh six p.m. Frank and I checked out of the office and we started for Santa.